All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Career Talks podcast. Um, I'm always excited to have new guests on, share their wisdom, expertise. Uh, as you're tuning in, make sure to share where you're coming from, have some questions. Now, typically, I, I, show, I talk to folks that are helping more adults uh, in their career and transitions in, in all different facets. But tonight, if you've seen the flyer in the promo, we're talking to the college kids. Uh, this is a subject that I think has been missed and has been a big gap, almost like f from what I can tell, has been stopped. And we just focused on current you know, folks in the workforce. Um, and we kind of got away from, you know, what are the, the next generation is coming up to do? What are their struggles and things like that? How are they overcoming what's going on in the economy, finding work in this in this new space we're having since the pandemic? So I'm super excited to have my guest. Uh, join us. But before I introduce her, I just want to quickly say thank you uh, to tonight's episode sponsor, which is Agape Career Counseling Group, uh, where their focus is helping you discover a career you love. They do HR, small business uh, consulting, as well as helping individuals with their resumes uh, as well. And that is led by uh, Deborah Russell. You can find her on LinkedIn as well. Uh, so thank you, Career, uh, excuse me, um, Agape Career Counseling Group. Uh, for sponsoring this episode. Uh, so now, uh, again, definitely excited. But folks, again, please chime in. Let us know where you're calling in from or watching from, if you watch the replay, etc. cetera. Uh, I have Miss Andrea Koppel. Uh, she is the host of Time for Coffee podcast. Uh, she's a career coach. She's the 2021 top job search um, uh, uh, expert recognized by LinkedIn, which is super exciting. I want to know how she got that. That I mean, you had to put out a lot of value uh, for LinkedIn to recognize you. So I'm super excited to learn about that. But most importantly, she's the founder and CEO of College to Career Academy, where her focus is to help college kids take their career to the corporate world. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely excited to hear how she's doing that now. So folks, if you got college kids, I have two daughters in college. Um, they need to hear this, you know, watch this, send it to them after it's over uh, so we can learn some more. But without further ado, let me bring on my expert guest, Ms. Andrea Koppel. How are you? Good evening, Orlando. I am wonderful. Thank you so much. I just want to make one tiny yes. tweak to what you said, because... Okay. If there are any other people in LinkedIn land who are watching now, they're going to mm -hmm. say, well, hold on a second, Andrea. I don't think you were named top job expert by LinkedIn. It was by JobScan. JobScan. So okay, was, great. Yes, on okay. LinkedIn. On LinkedIn. But I, I do actually have on my little vision board here to be a LinkedIn top voice it was supposed to be for 2022. They've already been named. So no. maybe 2023. Okay. <laughs> but I've seen those come out from JobScan too. That is still a very uh, recognized, um, you know, uh, award there. So congratulations to you on that Thank as well. You. Uh, Thank definitely, you so definitely. Much. Um, I'm sure it's well worth it. Um, and yes, yes, you, you said it right. The vision board too is the top voice. That is that is a target goal. Uh, and for I look sure. forward to seeing you hitting in and celebrating with you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, absolutely. So um, I'm going to stop talking and just want you to share a little bit more about your background uh, with the viewers and folks who will be tuning in and watching the replay. Absolutely. So let me begin by saying your major in school is not the tiny house that you're going to be forced to live in for the rest of your life. And let me tell you my story. <laughs> when I was an undergrad, I majored in political science, Asian studies, and Mandarin Chinese. I became a journalist. I did that for 20 years. The last 14 of them was CNN. As a foreign correspondent, I covered American foreign policy and I covered domestic policy. And then in my early 40s, the new president of CNN decided I wasn't his cup of tea. And he fired me after I had been there for 14 years. And so I learned about something called transferable skills. I didn't know that's what it was, but I eventually learned. 
And I used them to pivot into public relations. And I worked for a boutique firm for a couple of years, heading up their communication shop. And then I pivoted into the nonprofit world, heading up communications, international communications for the American Red Cross. I did that for a year. And then I pivoted to a different type of nonprofit that did both humanitarian and development work. But I did that in a public affairs function. And then almost five years ago, Orlando, I quit that last job. I was in the C-suite. I reported directly to the CEO. I quit that job because my only child, I know you have five daughters. God bless you. <laughs> I only have one son. And at the time, he was 13. And I thought, you know what? Life is going by so fast. And even though I'm a total type A, pedal to the metal professional, I said, my heart is speaking to me and I am going to listen. And so I quit that job to become a full-time stay-at-home mom. And it was while I was home, Orlando, doing the stuff around the house, cleaning, cooking, walking the dog, running errands, that I started doing this with my little AirPods, although there weren't AirPods then, so it was probably this. And I was, <laughs> yeah, and I was binging on podcasts. Mm. And at the same time, I had all of these young people from various points over those careers reaching out to me for career advice. And I thought, where is the platform where they can go to get career advice on demand, to learn about how Orlando Haynes got into talent acquisition, how I could get into talent acquisition as a college student or a recent grad. And so I decided, well, my gosh, I used to be a journalist. I'm going to use some more of those transferable skills, and I'm going to interview professionals in dozens of different industries about what they do in their jobs and how they built their careers. And I called it Time for Coffee because that is shorthand for, hey, Orlando, do you have time to grab a cup of coffee so I can ask you about what you do and learn about your career? So I have now interviewed, I began building it in 2018. Actually, this month, it's been four years. February of 2018. I launched it in August 2018. And I have interviewed over 300 professionals in dozens of industries about what they do. And through the course of doing those interviews, Orlando, I should also say my mission in building Time for Coffee was to and continues to be to empower college students to turn their expensive degrees into careers with an S that they will love. Because this generation, Gen Z, are going to have at least 17 different jobs over four to five different industries. And through the course of doing probably about 100 of those interviews, I was like, you know what? I'm seeing all kinds of cross-cutting themes here that I am not hearing conventional wisdom telling these young people about. So that's what got me into career coaching for college students to help them make that transition from college to career. And I am now actually piloting a seven-lesson course at the University of Maryland School of Journalism to help confused juniors and seniors who don't know what they want to do when they graduate learn that that major is not the tiny house that they're going to be forced to live in. And instead, it's the foundation of a professional skyscraper that they're going to be building over the course of their lives with each new job and each new career, adding a new floor 
in their skyscraper. So I want to alleviate the overwhelm, the anxiety, the self-doubt, and the failure to launch and empower these young people to know that the world is their oyster. And I show them just how many choices they have. Absolutely. I don't know if anyone else feels like they need to go back to college and go through her course right now <laughs> so they can have the early epiphany right now. Because if, if you were present for so many people that, that are going to uh, watch this, they're going to be like, where was she when I was in school? <laughs> You that know what? Is... I can help your kids. I <laughs> exactly. can help your kids. <laughs> I love that story. I love that story. Um, uh, and the folks that are chiming in, good friend uh, Fanny Dunnigan says she she totally relates with that because she came from an engineer to a stay-at-home mom. Now she does branding and video marketing, um, which is awesome. So thanks to all the folks that are tuning in and commenting as well. Uh, that That's a phenomenal story. And I love the piece of you use your journalism uh techniques to use this platform to interview which similar but i do recruiting right talent acquisition so i'm constantly interviewing so i said i'm gonna do the same thing i'm just gonna take those 21 years of interviewing skills and put it on the forefront of this platform so i love that parallel um thing we have in common there but your story is phenomenal when you had oh. that moment you know what though orlando i was just thinking before i i came on career talks this evening that so many people like you who have never been broadcasters before, mm -hmm. you're all broadcasters now. <laughs> right. You know, you've got shows, you've got a regular audience who tunes in to watch you. So, you know, this is, this is the beauty of platforms like LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook where you are empowered you are. To speak directly to the people who want to learn from you. You are. You are. You are absolutely correct. And I love that. Yeah, I'm excited to dive in. I'm excited to dive in because um, I think this is going to resonate and I'm, I'm going to extract it. I like, I like that I can keep this recording, share it with my two daughters, and then share it with my other three, the two that are in college, and say, here's what you need to look out for now. And I may be putting them through their course. So uh, look out for that. So <laughs> Love but, it. Uh, quickly say hello to the folks that are tuning in. Uh, Karen Turner, thank you. She said, such a need for the service. I definitely didn't see uh, all of my options at that time. Yep. Uh, Farah, thanks for tuning in again. Anna uh, from Romania, from Romania. Cool. Uh, Jonathan from the Philippines. Love it. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, get your pins and pads ready. Uh, again, if you have kids, you're going to want to share this with them. Uh, so let's let's begin. Um, where you started to allude to where this concept came from, because I think you said you started to listen to your heart, right? So where where was that pivot? Um, if you can unpack that a little bit, where you said I need to go back because I went through it. I seemed I was pivoting here, here, here. How do I shorten that time gap? Because that's what you're doing. You're shortening that time gap for these students to get more um, clarity. Where was that moment? You were like, I need to develop something and turn my attention toward these students before they, you know, jump out into the corporate world. The anguish that I hear, I still hear because it's, it's out there. It is, I would say it is almost an epidemic among young people today. I mean, we know that the great resignation is going on because people more in our age range, maybe in their thirties are, fed up with giving their entire day to their job. This generation, Gen Z, their entire lives have been permeated by grief. Mm -hmm. So if we go back to 9-11, right, they were born right around that time. So their parents we're dealing with that. That's going to come into the home. Then you've got the Great Recession of 2008. Then you've got school shootings. You have the Me Too movement. You have Black Lives Matter. You have the pandemic. So actually, one of my friends who happens to be both a United Church of Christ ordained minister and a certif certified grief counselor she and I have actually written an op-ed that we haven't placed yet, but we want to call Gen Z 
Gen G for the grief generation. Mm. And apparently the emotions, the way that grief shows up looks a lot like what these young people are manifesting. And that is failure to launch very low threshold for overwhelm. Um, they can't deal like very, like for us, and especially as parents, there's this, well, gosh, why aren't you showing more grit, more resilience? Why can't you bounce back? Why can't you just go out and do it? I did it. You know, all these other people, adults in your life have done it. Well, it's because their whole lives have been permeated by grief. So I hear the pain and the anguish, Orlando. And I thought, well, this is a way that I can help them. This is a way that I can level the playing field. So for those young people whose parents aren't connected in the industries that they want to go into, or they're at a school that doesn't have a useful alumni network for them. I bring the professionals to them. That's initially how this began. And I really felt like it was a one-way street and not in a, not in a bad way. I felt this was my service, that I was doing a service because this was not, I was not getting a penny to do this. And so for two solid years, I worked almost as hard, I would say harder, building time for coffee, doing four to six interviews a week, Orlando, a week, and putting out four to five episodes a week. It was killing me. Wow. And I think I just reached the point where I was like, wait a minute. This isn't a one-way street. I'm not just giving. I'm getting. I am hearing these phenomenal stories and seeing and hearing with my own eyes and ears, so many of us, 90% of the people I've interviewed, Orlando, had no clue what they wanted to do when they graduated. So how did their careers unfold? That is why I liken this to saying, how do you start your career? Even for people who are farther along, how do you find your passion? It's by experimenting. It's by being a mad scientist in the laboratory with your test tubes, putting chemicals in your test tubes, wearing your big goggles. Remember those back in high school <laughs> and your gloves yeah. so you don't get burned by whatever yeah. chemical you're putting in there. What does a mad scientist do? Well, she experiments because she's trying to find the right formula. And sometimes she puts in the wrong chemicals and it blows up in her face, right? Like, ooh, right. you know, micromanaging boss, you know, ooh, toxic <laughs> culture, you know, you try it, you try it, you experiment. So this is how I teach students to discover their passion because most of us do not have that eureka moment when we're 21 or 22 or 25. We don't know what is really going to light us up, where it's that great alignment between our skills and our interests, where we're like, oh my God, and you've got a great boss, and you've got great culture, and you've got opportunity for professional development. You know, all of those things are aligned. What you're trying to entice employees to join, you know, whether it's pods or any other place where you work, what, what is it that's going to entice them? You learn that by trying and by doing. And the only way that you can fail in job searching, in my opinion, is by not doing anything, by staying put, by not taking that job that you think you're going to like, may not love, do it. Try it. Learn. 
That's that's awesome. So I have a ton of questions. <laughs> I definitely want to dive in. One of the things that you said really resonated because I'm thinking, what is the mindset now of uh, Gen G, right? Newly branded Gen G. Do they see hope, you know, in their future for because you focus on juniors and seniors. So do they see hope in the in the current market now as they look towards a career? Not, not even figured out what it is, but still just do they have hope that like I'll find something I love because I can see the opportunity out there. I think aspirationally they hope, but I think realistically in their hearts, they are not as hopeful. They are so saturated with anxiety, so saturated with that, that, and what does anxiety do? I, I have, I have enough knowledge about the brain and the amygdala, which is the primitive part of the brain that controls fear, flight, or freeze that sort of what protected us from the saber tooth tiger back in the caveman days to say that their amygdalas are so overstimulated from this thing 24 seven, they can't get away from it. They can't get away from images of their friends or classmates who just got that great internship or that amazing job. I'm so happy to announce. I'm so this, I'm so that. And what they don't know, but what you and I know, Orlando, is that there is no such thing as a perfect job, Correct. especially when it comes to entry level, especially because <laughs> you're going to be doing grunt work. I mean, not all of it, of course, but that's part of the learning curve. And, you know, there isn't necessarily the same culture of you have to pay your dues. It depends on the industry. But nevertheless, it is not going to be rainbows and sunshine every single day. So good luck to all those people who think they got like the killer job, but it could be you got an amazing salary, but you're working 15 hours a day. Right. You know, that gets old real, real fast. Quick. <laughs> exactly. Real fast. So I, I, which is a good point you make. So it sounds like they're, they're looking at uh, the shiny name that's attached to their resume now, like, oh my God, I'm with this big tech company, this industry here. I've made it um, until they go in and understand the corporate culture, the politics, the grunt work, you're on your own, figure it out. No, there's no ramp plan designed for you just yet. No, there's no social you know, movement that's tied to your personal movement. So you're like, whoa, this is... Totally. And not what I thought. <laughs> and the other thing that I teach students who work with me is that your first job doesn't have to be a step in the direction of your capital C career. Okay. I, I can't tell which one is the right direction. <laughs> here. And instead, to think about it as just, what do I want to do for a year? What would I find interesting to try out for a year? And I say that for a number of reasons. The first of which goes back to that mad scientist. You got to try and do an experiment. And the other reason has to do with, and I don't know if you're going to Stay with me on this, Orlando. <laughs> but I believe in the magic of life. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's black magic. It's like the pandemic, the coronavirus, where we all get hit with a massive curveball. And at a, for a period of time, it feels like a dark cloud has descended. For students, there were many of them who had internships or job offers that were rescinded. Suddenly they were going to school online, right? People lost jobs, their families, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles lost jobs, right? Terrible, terrible. 
But there's also fairy dust magic. And by that, I mean, you meet someone who opens a door for you. You could be standing online in the grocery store. You could be at a party and you meet this person and they're like, oh, you're interested in such and such. Well, I know somebody who works at that company. Suddenly you've got a referral or they've introduced you to a type of business industry that you didn't even know existed because guess what? It didn't. It was just created. And this is going to happen to you throughout your life. Initially, and I don't know about you as a, as a now corporate recruiter in talent acquisition, but when the pandemic hit, I was planning on launching a course and I had not, I never used Zoom before, <laughs> you know, none of this stuff. And it felt like my brain got overwhelmed. Like as I started to think through all the different things I was going to do with my business, Today, I look at the fact that most or many things are virtual as being a benefit to my business, okay? So I say take the good and what you think are the bad in stride. Have positive energy and a positive mindset because now I give you my word of honor, Orlando, I see the curveballs that come my way, the challenges that come my way as an opportunity. Because every time something negative happens, I'm doing a lot of air quotes tonight. Every time something <laughs> negative happens, I swear to you around the corner, something amazing happens. Mm -hmm. This is life. This is what is going to happen to you. You, I even just wrote a post when I was promoting the show tonight saying, most of us can't predict what's going to happen five months from now, let alone what's going to happen five years from now. So just think about what do I want to do for a year? Because your life is going to pivot and turn and evolve in ways you cannot even imagine. Love it. Love it. So let me let me play uh, devil's advocate, because this will be, I think, when you when you answer this, it'll be a teaching moment. Uh, so for the masses, the smart hiring managers know that kids coming out of school, they'll probably be there to your point year or two, get their feet wet understanding before they really start to figure out the path they want to go to. Um, how should they go about when they're in the interview process? Because you're coaching them really from the beginning. Right. How, how should they go about that process knowing, right? Because they have to say all the right things to land a position. But again, rare do you see someone be there for, from there for the next 10, 15 years, as we were talking uh, prior to coming on. What are those conversations like with those students as you're coaching them? And how are you setting their mindset um, to approach, you know, their first, second, third interview? I, I love this question. And I would say it goes back to evaluating what jobs you're going to apply for. So rather than just spraying and praying, all right, I have what I call the 4M framework that I have my students go through and evaluate, which has to do with things like, do I want to work for a mission-driven organization? And that doesn't have to be a nonprofit. That could be a company that just, it could be like Tom's Shoes, some company that is looking to make an impact. It could be an Amazon. What is it that really resonates with you? Is that something? And I recommend that students and adults find that type of an organization because there is research to back up the fact you're going to enjoy your job more when you feel like you're contributing to something that has to do with the greater good. The second thing has to do with money. And then it has to do with the, which is a reality for, for everyone. 
And then it's about mobility. Do you want to be sitting in front of a computer or do you want an adventure? Do you want to be traveling? Do you want to, um, do you want to be like going out there kind of visiting new cities or towns or, or do you want to live close to home? So we go through the 4M framework mm-hmm. to evaluate what their priorities are. So after we've identified the kind of job functions that align with their top hard skills and the industries that align with their interests, then we start evaluating companies. All right. And this is how you can see, well, maybe I don't, I can't say if I'm going to be passionate about the job, but I'm passionate about this company. I love the mission. I love the values aligned with who I am as a person. So I think that's how they can telegraph that in the interview, which is to say, I think this job for sure is going to play to my strengths of X, Y, Z. I read in the job description that these are really important to your firm. And let me tell you how I've demonstrated them. So we ground it in what their personal experiences are, and we really help them to align who they are as an individual with the company that they're looking to work for. Absolutely love that. So the four M's uh, framework. I is- did, yeah, I didn't say One the more. fourth. I didn't say the fourth because I was blanking on it. Just give me one second. Mission, money, mobility, and it's about um, motivation. Okay. (laughs) How hard you want to work. This goes Mm. to the, I want to earn a a huge salary. Well, guess what, my friends? (laughs) There's a price you pay for that. Okay. (laughs) You, chances are you're going to be working your tail off. And you're not going to have a whole lot of work-life balance. So with the four M's comes a trade-off. Mm-hmm. You're not, very rarely are you going to find all four boxes getting checked. So what is your priority? And be prepared to maybe have to give on another M that's important to you. I like that. I like that you're, you're, you're talking, you know, reality with the students, you're not puffing smoke because you're you're shifting their mindset to current time, right? It's, hey, here's where we are. Um, it's not like when we went to school or wherever you have you, now here's your focus. Here's what you need to start looking at to get focused as quick as you can. Everyone's not going to do it. You got some adults that are still not focused, right? So it happens. But I love the fact that you're hitting them between the eyes, but it's an education and it's a thought-provoking um, tool, the four framework, four M framework that you're using to for them to start thinking. Yeah, let me not wait till senior year, two weeks before graduation. What I want to go to start looking, di- dipping and diving. I can do that now, and really position myself. So I absolutely love that. When it comes to the motivation piece, I think, um, and this could just be my way of thinking. Do you see a lack of motivation? Uh, again, and it's coming back to the current conditions uh, mm. with that. Do you see a lack of motivations? They're like, does it matter if I get my degree in, you know, business management, IT, you know, digital marketing now? Like, what's the purpose? The market is what the market is. I'm not going to find anything. I would say there is not a lack of motivation around getting good grades around their degree. And mm. honestly, I tell them, and the person who I interviewed this morning, Adam Broda, who happens to be in the tech industry, worked for Boeing for eight years, he says the same thing. And that is, do not stress about your GPA. And let me ask you, technical recruiter, hiring guru, do you care about your candidate's GPA? Okay. Nope. (laughs) No. No. So Zero. we need to hammer this into the heads, including your two daughters who are in college. It is more about learning. Okay. Yeah. You want to learn, but go and experiment with activities, test, 
do internships, try out. You know, that's a great kind of low risk way for you to try out different jobs in different industries. Join the clubs and many people have to work. Many people have part-time jobs or full-time jobs. In fact, one of the young women who's interning with me right now, she holds, I think she's working 30 hours a week at Starbucks while she's getting her degree. And she's giving me like eight to 10 hours a week in an internship on top of that. So, you know, there's some amazingly hardworking, ambitious young people where I am finding the disconnect, Orlando. And you and I were so lucky we didn't have to go through this because back in the day, we just needed one resume. One resume. Didn't matter where we were applying. We just sent that same resume off. Okay. But we also didn't have LinkedIn. Correct. We were also using rotary phones and there was a little hamster running around in a wheel to make that thing go around. (laughs) So... This is where the disconnect is. You and I and the amazing June who's who's there and Azif and some of our other friends who work with job seekers know how to help them network using LinkedIn. Network in a strategic way so that you're reaching out to meet people at the companies where you'd like to work. And you're building relationships. And it doesn't even have to be at the companies where you'd like to work if you don't know where you want to work. It can just be talking to people who are in jobs that you think sound interesting so that you can learn more, so that you can have time for coffee, whether over Zoom or the phone or in real life. That is where the disconnect is. Because in order to build relationships that will lead to the referrals, you have to put in the hours. You have to do regular outreach. And I am finding there isn't a lot of uh, excitement around that. And, Mm -hmm. And I get it. I get it. It may not sound like the most interesting thing to do when you've got all these other demands on your time, but this is the golden key. This is it right here, dropping the truth bombs. If you want to get a job that you will most likely really like at a company that you may feel passionately about, if you don't have connections there, and you didn't go to one of, you know, the schools where the recruiters go and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It is very hard, Mm. very hard. And, And I could ask June, like, what is the percentage of people who do not have a referral who would break through at a company like Meta? Right. So if you want those jobs, I can teach you how to do it, but you, my friends, have to do the work. You have to do the outreach. I can teach you how to have a conversation with someone you don't know so that you make the most of those 20 minutes and don't go down rabbit holes asking questions that are not valuable to you. What is valuable? It's building a relationship a heart-to-heart connection. So that person on the other line, that person on the screen or sitting in front of you really feels, hey, this is a cool person. I like this person. We like, when we like someone, we help them. We are more inclined to help them. Secondly, if they're in a job that you're curious about, what do they do in that job? Take me off the job description and into a typical day on the job. What software? Are you using certain software? Like, what does a typical day look like? What surprised you about your job that you didn't know before you started? This is all valuable information to you. You're like a detective. You're 
getting some clues as to whether or not this could be a good fit for you. And then at the very end of the conversation, and there's, there is not universal agreement around this. I tell the students I work with, if you're vibing with this person, totally say, hey, could you recommend one or two people that you think would be useful for me to speak to, whether they're at Meta or whether they're at fill in the blank, or maybe another company that you think I should check out. I would be incredibly grateful to you. I feel like you're not asking them for a referral into their company. You're just trying to expand your network and learn more. I love that. I love that way because it's not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It doesn't seem obtrusive to where you're asking them to almost be a sponsor for them, but you're you're kind of kind of doing it in a way where it's more like, oh, sure, I think this person can add some value, shed some light, give you some direction. Um, I love that approach, uh, which is super, super key. And some other things you touched on, which was which huge connection um, and, and networking. So what are you getting a sense from the students if they are hesitant to network, knowing that is vital? Right. Even across the, you know, this this platform here, um, is it just I'll just ask that. What are you hearing if there's hesitation? What are those? What does some of that commentary uh, sound like? So I think with some students, there's this impression that you have to, like, be prepared for that informational interview as if you were going in for a job interview. Like there's a, the level of like, oh my God, but but I have so much, I, I should be asking them about like this obscure thing on their resume. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You're talking 20 minutes, 30 minutes max. And by the way, that's like six questions if you're lucky. Right. Okay. So lower the stress threshold. You do not have to do this huge amount of work. Yes, read their LinkedIn profile. Yes, see if they're particular, right? Like the job functions that interest you. The second thing, Orlando, and with all due respect to our older viewers out there, and I know June has little kids, but Azif has some older ones. So I'm really talking to the the ones with the older kids, like you and me, Orlando. Mm -hmm. So, and that is, we should not, really be introducing our college students to our peers, okay? It is really of almost no value to you as a 20-year-old, 21-year-old to talk to one of Orlando's peers in recruiting, okay? Now, maybe his industry is a little different because they, you know, maybe one of Orlando's peers is also in talent acquisition and can give you some valuable tidbits. But if you want to get into talent recruiting, talent acquisition, it is far better for you to talk to somebody who's within five years, maybe eight years of you in any industry, okay, in any job function. And that lowers the stress. It lowers it immensely because if I'm talking to somebody who just graduated Four years ago, five years ago, I'm talking to a peer. There's a whole different way that we're going to connect. You know, I'm not going to be calling you sir or Mr. Haynes. I'm going to say, Orlando, what a pleasure. And we're going to like have things to talk about because the other pieces, I teach my students how to leverage their alumni network. Mm -hmm. So you are reaching out to young people who went to your school who may in fact have had the same major, but you automatically are going to feel less stressed and you're going to hear more actionable advice because you're going to get a window into what they are doing or did in a role that you may get within a year of getting out of school. And they're going to have their ear to the wall too, in terms of what openings may come up. And frankly, I, people may push back on this, but I tell my students, if you're talking to somebody who's within three to five years, you could totally say, hey man, help me out. Yep. Are there any openings? 
Like, seriously, you know what the economy is like. I'm like, the clock is ticking. I'm graduating in three months. Where should I be looking? Love it. Love it. Here's what I, I rarely say. Um, just being in the industry and talking to so many people over 20 years, your perspective is so unique that I, it's a de-stressor for these students because like you mentioned earlier, the anxiety and just the thought build up to like, oh my God, I got to talk to someone 30 years, my senior, and hopefully they're giving me time and what they give, what the advice they tell me resonates with me because there's such a gap. But you're saying same tactics, but let's lower the bar and expectation of who you speak with so you gain immediate value um, I absolutely love that. I don't think I've ever heard anyone share it in that fashion. Um, so that that's something I think it's going to be crucial, even to this day. And in, in speaking with my daughters, this, and again, this is why so it resonates with me so much. Um, I was of that mindset, too. It was just like, because that's what we all grew up on. Talk to the yes. person who's at the tippity top. But how can yes. you get to him or her? Do they have time for you? No, start start at your level or a little, like you yes. said, a little bit before where the access is there and they can share more saying, hey, OK, I see where you're going. Here's here's, here's I can get you from point A to point B, C, because uh, you're talking to someone who's at the top. They're, they're not going to get you. Yeah. And and I, I totally agree with you because yeah. the other pieces. I'm sorry, mom and dad, all those people out there, your advice and I'm not speaking to you, Orlando, because you're you're mm -hmm. a recruiter. But your advice is dated. The world Correct. has changed a lot since we were in that level of the job market. And honestly, <laughs> I didn't know how much I didn't know until I started doing all these interviews and then got on LinkedIn and started learning from amazing people like Azif and June and just benefiting from this incredible community of coaches who are on LinkedIn working with all different types of clients. I love it. I love it. Time has flown by. Oh my God. <laughs> It is way past. Uh, <laughs> we kept you, but the the Ooh. information you were given, it, I know we said forty five minutes, and we're almost on fifty minutes. And I want to be mindful of your time because uh, you have a lot going on. But I also want to give you the opportunity to share again. Uh, one, the program that you have coming up that you mentioned with the uh, with the university, and two, where can people connect with you the most? Um, and gain your information, any downloads, any information they can share with their college student uh, kids? Sure. So I would say I welcome you to follow me on LinkedIn, connect with me on LinkedIn. I do my very best to post content every day. Uh, and then I would say I have a course. It's a seven lesson course. If anyone out there is connected to universities, colleges, community colleges that think they would be uh, that they might need this type of course in seven lessons in just about four hours, I take juniors and seniors who don't know what they want to do when they graduate from confused to clarity with at least three different career options they would be excited to explore. I am piloting it right now at the University of Maryland School of Journalism with my students there. And it is free at this stage of the game. I would love to provide this course to you in career centers uh, as a free offering for your, for your student body. Love it, love it. And where can they catch Time for Coffee? Podcast? Oh, gosh. I forgot about Time for Coffee. <laughs> I didn't oh, my it. goodness. Here we go. So, time, the number four, coffee.org, just like it's college two career. I, I don't know where the numbers come from. But anyway, you can catch it on your favorite listening platform. It, I would love to tell you it drops the same day every week. But I usually release anywhere between two and five or so episodes a week. 
And you can also go to the website, time4coffee.org, and you can search the virtual database that I have on the homepage by industry. So you can check out different professionals at all different ages, 20 on up. And you can also, if you would like to book me as a coach, you can go to the career or the coaching tab rather on the Time for Coffee website and book a free discovery call with me. Absolutely phenomenal time speaking with you tonight. And folks, again, definitely tune in because and, and follow Andrea because she, again, she shared some very unique uh, perspectives that I think will take a lot of stress off your college students, regardless of where they're at in their college career as to what's next for them. And I think that can help them in so many different levels, so many different levels. It can take pressure off them with schoolwork projects because they're gaining clarity sooner than expected. So uh, I think that what, what, has has what we talked about today is 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 transcending some things that I think could be super powerful for college kids. So thank you so much, Andrea, uh, for your advice, for your wisdom, for your expertise, for your oh. mission to support. I absolutely will be having my kids <laughs> view this. Is there a book coming out that we can look forward to? As well I as the program? am, <laughs> you know, I I have some things going on up here, but I haven't yet figured out the exact structure of it. But at some point, I hope to have something. Thank you for asking. And let me just say this was yes. such a pleasure. I greatly appreciate having this opportunity to speak to your audience, Orlando. And I just really enjoyed the back and forth. I as well. I as well. So I'm going to close this out with a quick video and then chat for a couple of seconds behind the scenes. But folks, Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have questions, uh, tag tag Andrea in your comments and, and questions, and I'm sure she'll be happy to fill those out to you, but follow her. Uh, thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next week.